Welcome to The Thriving Life, where we help women navigate the world while wearing multiple hats. On this podcast, you'll be equipped with mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you lead your life, thrive, and have it all without sacrifice and burnout. I'm your hostess, Uma Oguta, and I'm here to make having it all less intimidating. So grab a seat, kick your shoes off, and let's talk. Hello, hello, Thriving Family. Welcome to another podcast episode. Today, we are talking all about jealousy. Are you ready? So this episode was inspired by an experiment that I've been doing for the past five years. I have been intentionally allowing myself to feel jealous. Yes, my friends. And so if you're someone who maybe you tend to feel jealous a lot or you're afraid of feeling jealous or you feel shame or some type of way every time you feel that pang of jealousy, I've got a special episode for you. We're going to talk about my experience, feeling jealousy, and then working through the jealous feeling, how I have used jealousy as a mirror to reflect back to me lessons about myself and how you can too. So listen to the end. It's going to be amazing. So like I was saying, for the past five years, I've been allowing myself to feel jealous because I used to avoid emotions at all costs. And one thing that I've learned as I've continued to grow personally, professionally, is that emotions are just a part of life, right? And the more you grow, the bigger you become, start to expand your capacity for a lot of things. And part of that is your capacity to handle all of the emotions. So for me, I decided to experiment with three emotions that used to be really terrible for me jealousy, disappointment, and rejection. Those were like, oh, I feel like I'm about to die. And I was thinking about it the other day because when I was younger, there was a song, a popular song in Nigeria that was called Jealousy is the Root of All Evil. And that was where my thought about jealousy started, where I thought, you know what? I don't want to be evil. I'm going to avoid jealousy at all costs. And if you know that song, Come find me on Instagram because I know you're my peoples. <laughs> and so naturally I avoided jealousy. But I think that it's so important for us to recognize that little things like that, right? Like I just heard a song and all I knew it was that jealousy was the root of all evil. I avoided it. And so sometimes when we're feeling emotions, when we're trying to run from emotions, it's so important for us to be checking where we learned about them where they came from, and who formed the stories that we have about those emotions. So for my experiment, the past five years, I've barely been allowing myself, like if I see people, my friends, people that I know, people that I don't know, doing things and I feel that jealousy, I've been sitting with it and learning from it. But what I want to share today is about my husband, (laughs) Tony. He's a very chill human. Like chillness oozes from his pores and I remember when we were newly married that used to drive me nuts because I interpreted that to mean that he's lazy or he doesn't care. Now back then I didn't know that what I was feeling was jealousy. It came out as anger towards him. Remember I had told myself that I will avoid jealousy at all costs And so it mostly came out as anger. And if you've listened to my podcast on anger, you'll know that anger to me is a mask emotion. Anger tends to mask a lot of emotions that we haven't allowed ourselves to experience before. 
It's easy for people to understand anger. It's just plain, simple, and straightforward. Nobody ang- argues with anger. But if you look underneath, there are usually other emotions that are covered by anger. And that was how it showed up for me. And so I remember I would do the whole thing, complaining, nagging, you're not helping out. We'll talk about it. He'll promise to change. But he would still just have like this chill attitude or he wouldn't do things the way I wanted, right? We know this. He didn't do things the way I wanted or at my own time. And then I remember one time I was thinking about this and it hit me when I started, you know, opening up my capacity to allow more emotions and feel them and sit with the pain. Obviously, my anger, I worked through that. And that's when I started to experience these other emotions. And then one day it hit me. I was like, oh, I am feeling jealous of him. Right. I felt so jealous. How dare he choose to watch TV when there are dishes to wash? Even though he does dishes, how dare he not do the laundry? Why isn't he cleaning? Why isn't he cooking? He should be doing those things instead of sitting down and watching TV, right? This was my expectation of him because to me, coming from a hustle mentality, coming from I got to work hard to prove my worth, I thought, surely that's the same thing he needs to do because if he's not doing that, then maybe he's not worthy, right? This was earlier on in my marriage and... I remember just like reading books, buying courses, praying about it. And then I realized that even though I had been doing all of the work that I've done, now I recognize that I'm feeling jealous. I didn't allow what jealousy was trying to tell me to come through because I was thinking that my jealousy was a reason for me to try to change things. But I knew that trying to change things wasn't going to help. I could not mindset my way through it. And I just kept sitting with that feeling. And then eventually, I realized feeling jealous of my husband was a sign that I wanted what he had. I wanted the freedom to not be bothered by things, by dishes in the sink, by laundry just piling up. I wanted to be able to allow myself to just be like sit on the couch and do nothing to do something that other people might think is unproductive. I wanted that. I wanted to not care, not because it didn't matter, but because I was prioritizing my own peace, my own well-being. And back then I had a lot of black and white thinking which made it mean that because he was unbothered by a messy home or dishes in the sink or did things differently or at a different time than I thought he should, then he didn't care. And so I realized he is not me and I'm not him. We're not wired the same way. Obviously, we know men and women tend to think differently. There are tons of research about this. But even thinking about what's driving our behavior, right? For me, because I was the first, I'm the firstborn child, I was always expected to be doing something. I was ex- always expected to be leading by example. And so sitting down and just taking a rest was something I had to learn. And so I decided that I will play with feeling unbothered and figuring out what that could look like in our home. 
And then I just learned to sit with the discomfort, which was hard because when you have three kids and, you know, stuff piles up, they have birthday parties, there's Christmas, presents are always being bought, we forget to take them and donate them. And said children sometimes forget to put their stuff away. And so instead of trying to control my kids, what this taught me was to learn to come alongside them and mentor them and coach them on how to take initiative by themselves. And the funny thing is, this has contributed to my ability to let go of control. And it feels amazing. (laughs) And that's why I wanted to share it on the podcast, because I know there's so many of you, especially moms, who struggle with this. It's like you just can't let it go. It's like my identity or my worth is wrapped up in how clean my house looks or how tidy my kitchen looks or how perfect everything looks in the house. And I've learned in the past five years, none of that matters because my worth is innate. And this is the message that I want you to take away from this podcast. And so let's talk about why we feel jealousy because it's easy for me to tell you my story But also, I want to share where this might be coming from. I've talked about mine. Mine was just simply, it's the root of all evil. It's bad. I need to avoid it at all costs. There are some of us who also think the same way. And so when we think that feeling jealous is terrible, when we see the people who we're feeling jealous of or we think about them, sometimes we get so turned off, but we don't know why. Right? Like for me, it showed up as anger and resentment towards my husband because I hadn't allowed myself to feel jealous. And so for you, think about how many people you shut out of your life. Maybe you're avoiding them because you cannot stand the feeling of jealousy in your body. You might not even know you're feeling jealous. You just know, like, ugh, that person rubs me the wrong way, right? Like the person shows up and right away, it's almost like you're a cat, like the hair in the back of your neck just stands up and you get all like defensive, but you just don't know why. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about the person that you feel jealous of, okay? You got that person? Okay. Now, notice thinking about that person, notice what happens in your body. Just pay attention You might be able to feel something right away. You might not, and that's okay. So maybe this is going to be your practice for the next week. Notice what happens in your body. Now, when I'm coaching my one-on-one private clients, jealousy is one of those feelings that can feel really challenging for them because, again, we're conditioned to think that it's wrong. It might be hiding under the guise of anger or another stronger emotion. So no problem. Just keep thinking. Paying attention, what's happening in your head, in your neck, your shoulders, your chest, your abdomen, your hips, your legs. Pay attention. If that's not working, that's okay. Just keep practicing. And then the next thing you want to do is do something called a thought download. You're going to brain dump all of the thoughts that come up when you're feeling jealous, when you're thinking about this person. What are the thoughts that you have about them? Put it all down on paper. No one's going to see this. It's just you. One thing I want you to know is that the thoughts are your brain's way of interpreting what's happening, your relationship with that person. It's not you. These are just thoughts. They don't make you a good or a bad person. They don't change your worth. They just are thoughts. Okay? So you're going to put it all down on paper. 
And guess what? You can take a look at them. When you take a look at them, they've been brought to light. And I want to talk about shame here because sometimes it's very common for us to see things that we're thinking of and we feel embarrassed, we feel ashamed of them, and we make that mean that it means we're terrible people. But I want you to know, you don't need to feel ashamed. You just need to be a witness to your experience and extend empathy to yourself in that moment. The thing that shame does very well is to cause us to hide. And that's why doing a thought download is very powerful because you get to see the thoughts in your head, even some that you're not consciously thinking of. And every time you think about that and shame wants to come, I want you to remember this thing that Dr. Brene Brown says. She says, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three things to grow exponentially. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in a Petri dish and douse it with empathy, it can't survive. And so the first three things I've just told you, we've brought every thought to the light. It's no longer secret. Putting it down on paper has taken away some of that silence. And then bringing empathy, looking at it as neutral as possible. Doesn't, it's not good or bad. It doesn't change who you are. We're taking away the judgment. You've done those three things. And now it's time for you to extend empathy to yourself. What would that look like if someone was going through this experience? What would you tell them in that moment? Do that for you. Now, now that's for you to work through your feeling of jealousy. One thing I want to say, sometimes when we're feeling jealous of people, we want to copy what the person is doing, right? So I want you to ask yourself, what is it about this person that I'm jealous of? Because what many of us try to do is we try to fix our jealous feelings by thinking that it's because we're feeling this way about this person. It means that we want exactly what they have. This is not always true. The problem is because so many of us are not used to managing our brains and the way we think and understanding how that affects our behavior, our brains then trick us that the solution to our jealous feeling is to do what the person does or have what the person has. But this is just our brain's way of helping us feel good as quickly as possible, right? And so sometimes what happens is we'll buy something hoping that it's going to make us feel better, but it doesn't, right? How many times have you bought something because somebody else had it and then you hated the thing? <laughs> this for me is usually when a lot of my clients are like, oh, that makes so much sense because it's not about the person's hair or their home, or their body. It's just you want the feeling that the person has. Most times, that's pretty much what it is. Maybe they're feeling confident in the way they carry themselves. Maybe they're able to play with other people and they just feel good around people. Maybe they're able to speak without feeling fearful. Maybe they're looking courageous and they're always having a good time. When you pay attention, these are the things that you're going to notice. And once you know this, it becomes a game changer for you because now you know what kinds of feeling you want to evoke in your body rather than feeling jealous or going and buying stuff and doing what people are doing when that's not going to fix the issue. And so you're going to use that information to now decide, is it that I'm lacking a skill or is it that I just need to build my identity? 
If it's a skill issue, great, you can go learn the skill. If it's an identity issue, then you go either get some help or you do the work that you need to do to embody that identity. In my private coaching, I prefer to go the identity route. Because the reason why so many of us struggle is that we don't embody the identity of the person that we want to be. And so we operate in this self-image of our current or our past selves instead of thinking of the woman that we want to be and living like that. When we go through the identity work, it's a lot easier because you expand your capacity to be the woman who has that thing that you're looking for. The problem with going the skills route is kind of like dyeing your hair. No matter how often you do it, your natural hair color will always come back when your hair grows. Self-image is the same thing. If you don't change it, you can gain all the skills you want, but you will always revert back to what feels normal and comfortable for you because you haven't learned to be a woman who's different yet. It's like people who say they've stopped dieting and they want to embrace intuitive eating, but then they still have the self-image of people who struggle with food or are afraid of food. And guess what? After a while, they just keep going back and forth and they get tired and they give up. It's not because intuitive eating doesn't work. It's just because they haven't gained the self-image the identity of someone who doesn't struggle with food, someone who is an intuitive eater. And so you get to decide either of those works, whatever feels good to you and you like your reason for it, then you can do that. And so before I wrap up, I just want to share here that working through uncomfortable emotions like jealousy is a lot of work. Again, many of us feel embarrassed. We feel ashamed that we're too emotional. And for those of us who may consider ourselves not emotional, Chances are we are afraid and we have learned to mask our emotions with, you know, louder emotions like anger. It is uncomfortable. It's challenging, but it's also something that I love to do a lot. It's what we do in my private mentorship and coaching. And so if you're afraid to feel some emotions or you worry that you're too emotional, then you are my people. Your emotions are not a problem. You want to create a life where you have the capacity to handle all kinds of emotions. And part of that is just learning to be a witness to your emotions and then understanding what the emotions are trying to tell you. So if you're feeling like you're needing some support in this area, I'd love to invite you to explore what it would be like to find out what your emotions are trying to tell you and to be able to use that to support yourself to your next level. Now, how you get started is to fill out a consult form. I'll put a link in the show notes or you can go to oliveandbliss.ca forward slash coaching. Now, when you fill out that form, I'm going to reach out and we'll figure out three times that would work best for us to chat about what's happening in your world. And during our call, we're going to be very specific. It's going to be quick. We'll identify the top three issues that you're experiencing now when it comes to emotions, where you might be holding yourself back from what you want, how that might be stopping you. I'm going to show you what's keeping you from solving those issues. And then together we'll come up with a simple plan for you to be able to sit and learn and get comfortable with your emotions and also to be able to harness the power of feeling your emotions, to be able to navigate it with ease and not allow it stop you from doing the work that you want to do and creating the life that you want to create. You've got an audacious, thriving life ahead. Don't let your emotions get in the way of that. 
Now let's go create your thriving life. Cheers. 